At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to Manifest Daily. My name is Deandra. I'm the host of this podcast. If you are new here, welcome, my love. I'm super excited to have you tuned into your first ever episode of Manifest Daily. And of course, if you're an OG listener, you already know the vibes. Okay. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, boy. Hey, what's popping? What's good? Welcome back to another episode of Your Fave. My loves, I'm super, super, super excited for today's episode. I feel like I say this all the time. Okay. I actually do. I genuinely do say it all the time, but I also genuinely get super excited for these guest episodes and for this episode. I mean, it is something I've been doing for five years, this podcast, I mean, and you don't keep doing something for five years pretty consistently unless you get excited about it, unless you actually like it, unless it matters to you. So this excitement that I talk about all the time when I'm like, I'm back on the mic, I'm excited about today's episode. It is so genuine. And yeah, I, I just get excited about the guests and the conversations that we are bringing to you. And I say we meaning me, <laughs> me and well, today's guests. My loves, maybe you are single as you listen to this, or perhaps you are coupled, but you hear tons of conversations from your single friends about the struggle of navigating today's dating landscape. Between the shift to more tech being involved in our lives to a global pandemic affecting the way that many of us connect with others and perhaps introducing the struggle of how we connect with others, dating has become a little bit different and also in many ways quite challenging. How do you meet people that are a match for you? How do you navigate rejection and stay positive? How do you call in the partner that you know you deserve when it seems like it's just not happening for you? Today, I am excited. Yes, more excitement. But today I'm excited to bring you a conversation with Michael K. Michael is the head of global communications at OkCupid, one of the world's largest dating apps where he leads public relations programming, influencer marketing, and social media. Michael has been a leading voice in dating and relationships and has been featured in ABC News, Business Insider, Bustle, CBS, CNN, Cosmopolitan, Elite Daily, Good Morning America, The New York Times, and The Washington Post. In our conversation, we're diving into noteworthy shifts within the dating landscape, navigating the dating landscape within the LGBTQ community, some inside tips for creating a successful dating app profile, the challenges of online and in real life dating, and so much more. You also get to hear about a new dating app that has recently launched that you might want to add to your rotation because baby, it is a little bit different than everything else on the market and you'll get to hear why in a couple minutes. So grab yourself a beverage of choice. Okay. For me, 
I'm having water. I went to a local coffee shop this morning. I tried a new coffee shop and I got myself an iced mocha with a little bit of toffee nut syrup in it. And it was so good, mouthwateringly delicious and the perfect, perfect drink for me as I like head into fall and I start to adjust, you know, my my outfits. I'm adding sweaters in. I'm like so excited for boot season to come around because baby, when I tell you I have a bunch of boots in my closet and they are itching to be worn. So I myself am sipping on some water today but my love if you are having some wine if you are having an iced latte as well if you're having a hot latte because it's chilly where you are or perhaps baby you turn up and we finna have us a shot of tequila whatever it is let's grab that bevy of choice let's grab ourselves a little food as well a little snacky whack and let's dive into today's conversation with michael k Michael, welcome to Manifest Daily. How's your day going? It's going well. It's going even better now. It's really fun to be here Sorry. and it's exciting to go from a listener to a guest. That's surreal. Oh my God, stop. Oh my God, not you a listener. I'm so excited to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to be here. Okay, amazing. Well, before we dive into all the juicy questions that I have for you, let's do an intro. First of all, can you tell everyone listening who you are and what you do? Yes, absolutely. So for anyone listening, I'm the Director of Brand Marketing and Communication at at Archer, which is a new dating app for queer men. But I've been in the dating space for quite some time now. I've spent over four years working on the dating app OkCupid as well. So I went from a legacy brand that is a household name that everyone's known about for years to now working on a startup dating app. And it's been a really fun, different kind of experience. Yeah, that's amazing. First of all, congratulations, like being in this new space with Archer and kind of building that from the ground up. I've always found it really interesting and fascinating working at like startup companies or startup-esque companies. I love building things from the ground up as well. And I wonder, going from that household name dating app to one that now you're building from the ground up, are there any shifts that you've noticed in the dating trends and landscape this year or over the past couple of years that you've been working in this industry that's sort of like helping you be inspired for how you're approaching Archer and marketing Archer and like that creation process? Absolutely. First, in terms of how we're even handling like the type of work I'm doing, it's a very different ask and challenge. So for OkCupid, because we've been around for almost 20 years, the biggest challenge for us was shifting perception. There's a lot of consumers out there who know subconsciously that OkCupid has been around for a really long time. So the thought process for Gen Z or young millennials is that, oh, this is a dating app for my parents. A lot of the work that we had done for OkCupid was really identifying the trends we were seeing amongst younger daters, what was really top of mind for them, and releasing features that connected to those topics that we were that they were really interested in. So that's why we released a Black Lives Matter profile badge on, on OKCupid. That's why we've supported reproductive rights for years. We have climate change advocate badges. So a lot of progressive work to align with those generations. And you know, for Archer, what's different is the the community, the demographic, it's a very niche demographic when you compare it to mainstream dating apps like OkCupid, Tinder, or Hinge. So for Archer, we're focusing only on queer men. That sounds like a small group of people, but in reality, there's so many different types of identities under that umbrella. 
we are trying to reach gay men and bisexual men and queer men. And it's a very diverse and expansive community. And what we're seeing amongst the Gen Zers who are are turning to to Archer is that they're really tired of labels and identities. They don't want to be put into a box, which is so different from OkCupid. We have over 60 identities for you to choose from. We've always really tried to be a really inclusive platform. But when we set out to build Archer, and this has been in the works for well over a year now, before people, you know, started to hear about it or know about it, we we talked to a lot of a lot of Gen Zers. We interviewed over twelve hundred queer men, and a lot of them said, "Don't put us in a box. We don't want to check all these different identities. We're just, you know, identity. Our identity is a part of us, but it's not the only thing that defines us." And that's really interesting, and and something. I'm, I'm in my thirties. I'm a millennial, and it's it's something different from what people my age, I think, how they feel and how they behave. Yeah, that's so interesting that you say that because I remember being on OkCupid at one point in time. And I think it was one of the intro questions that comes up when you're filling out your profile to help you figure out like, okay, who are you? And then who are you looking for? And I feel like it seems like such a simple question, but it is quite complex because it's like, okay, I don't want to put myself in a box. I don't want to be like, well, I'm a heterosexual female and I'm looking for this because that's one like part of how I identify. But then there's so many other ways that I also identify. And then also, I don't know what I'm looking for. I mean, if I knew, I feel like I would have found it already. So I feel like, you know, giving the folks on Archer a space to be like, there's no box. You are who you are. Show up to this platform and, you know, find whatever it is that you're meant to find, not necessarily what you're looking for. I think that's a beautiful and different approach to a dating app and honestly quite refreshing <laughs> to hear that that's the approach that you're taking. Yeah, we we gave a lot of freedom to our users. So we also understand, and to play devil's advocate, there are a lot of people who say, my Identity is so core to who I am, and I want to show that. So we decided that a way to you really make everyone happy, and we all know you're never going to make everyone happy. There's going to be trolls. We haven't had any yet. Not okay, good. Good, good, good. Uh, <laughs> we do have a feature on on our profiles that are called tags, and the tags are a way for people to self-identify, and you can use that, and that can mean whatever you want it to mean. So some people we're seeing are using that as a way to describe their identity. Transgender happens to be the most popular tag right now related to identities, followed by bisexual, followed by gay, which is really interesting to us. But a lot of people are using tags as a way to show their hobbies. So for millennials, for example, art, concerts, movies, tattoos, coffee are some of the most popular tags for millennials. There's some overlap with Gen Z. Gen Z is also saying video games and anime and tattoos and concerts. So people are using this feature, however, makes them most comfortable. And that was a big goal for us. Yeah. You know what this kind of reminds me of? Like, and I'm dating myself so much by saying this, but MySpace profiles, <laughs> like how you could almost like customize. Like, I know you're not talking about, you know, people putting like music and going in and coding their profile or anything like that, but it's almost like that customization that place to be like, okay, you have this blank space, this blank wall, and you're able to come in here and showcase yourself in whatever way feels aligned in order to attract those who resonate with whatever it is you're showing is what it sounds like to me. Absolutely. Really, with everything that is available on the product right now for Archer, it very much is a make your own kind of journey, whatever works for you. We wanted to make sure you had the tools to do that even from how you're discovering other users. So for anyone who's listening, 
who's a queer man or has seen gay dating apps, this will be really familiar to you. A lot of them, actually all of them, have grids. That's how gay people tend to date. We look at a grid versus a linear layout, which is what you would see on a Tinder or a Hinge, you know, the more mainstream dating apps. And for us, we said, you know, we want to be a platform that you can use at every stage of your journey, whether it's looking for a hookup or a date or a relationship or a friend, finding your chosen family. So there's three different views that you can toggle between. You can do a zoomed out grid. If you're someone who's like, hey, I like the grid. I never really had a complaint with it. Or you can do a zoomed in grid, or you can do a linear layout that has more robust profiles. And it's just as easy as like a flick of the button at the top of your iPhone screen. So we really wanted to make it easy. We, we really understand that queer men are, are using dating apps for a multitude of reasons. Um, I have friends who are in monogamous relationships who are on dating apps because they just moved to New York City. And they're trying to find their group of people. And this is a safe space where you can find other queer men. So we really wanted to make sure everyone could come to Archer and say, oh, there's something for me here. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. And I also love the ability to like customize the way that you're seeing people on the app and like able to use it. Cause sometimes I don't like the layouts on some of these apps and I'm like, okay, well I'm stuck with it. There's nothing I can do here. One thing I really want to tap into is this idea of transparency. And we've kind of touched on it a bit as we talked about profiles and like the tags and the labels that you're using to showcase who you are. I think transparency specifically has been a really big topic when it comes to dating apps and dating in general. And I'm curious, like, how do you see users striking that right balance between being super transparent and open and vulnerable on an app to showcase who they are? But also, I guess, keeping some things private because we also know the internet can be a scary place and online dating or even just participating on social media can be scary and you, you might not want to put too much out there to feel like someone could attack you. So how do you help users strike that right balance? Yeah, absolutely. So for us, one core product differentiator on Archer, which relates to this, is that we, before building Archer, before Archer was even an idea, we looked at the gay dating app space and said, is there an opportunity to create something better? A lot of the biggest players have been around for over a decade with very little innovation since, if any innovation at all. And what's different about Archer is that we really wanted to build an app today for today's daters, today's users. And what we're seeing is that the community is a lot more celebratory than they've been in years past. I mean, I'm 31. I didn't come out till after college. I was petrified. There was no way I was going to come out any earlier than 22 years old, almost 23, which is when I came out. But today's daters, many of the younger ones don't even feel like they need to come out. So for us, the product experience starts with really forcing everyone to show their truest self. And what I mean by that is when you create a profile on Archer, your main profile photo needs to be of your face which we then selfie verify with AI technology to make sure that the person creating this profile is who they're portraying themselves to be in their profile. So when you look at this grid or linear layout, however you're looking, all you actually see are a sea of faces. And you know that who you're seeing is who you're getting, and we're ultimately eliminating catfish. Also on that, we're really hoping that by implementing this feature and making it mandatory for all our users, it's going to be a big step in helping eliminate bad behavior. Because a lot of the bad behavior we see either on dating apps or on social media apps as well happens when people feel comfortable because they're hiding behind either a blank profile or a fake persona. 
And it's really easy for people to tweet something out that's really mean or comment on an Instagram post when they know this person's never going to see me. They don't know me. Um, But we're hoping that by forcing people to say, here I am, here's my face, here's what I look like, here's, you know, the city I live in and what I do, that people are going to be a little bit more mindful in how they are behaving on the app. We also know that we can't just rely on on users. We have to take you know extra precautions. One thing that we're doing that I'm really excited about is actually an in-app feature. It's called our Health Hub. And what we've been doing over the past couple of months, and some of the content is live, but a lot more is coming down the pipeline. We have partnered with a lot of queer male experts, people who specialize in mental health and physical health and sexual wellness. and We are working with them to uh, create content where there's advice and tips for all our users, how to prioritize themselves, how to make sure they're in a great mental space before dating. Um, And we really want to be a dating app and a community building platform, but also a really helpful resource for our community. Yeah, I really like that hybrid because again, dating and online dating specifically, especially if you're a bit newer to it, can seem very intimidating and a bit daunting. So giving users like the safe space and then also the resources, I think is a great combination. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2 and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. I'm really curious since, you know, from the the get-go when someone signs up on Archer, they are 
like you said, kind of pushed into showcase yourself, you know, post like an actual picture of your face, like really give us who you are. How are you, I guess, taking precautions to make sure it's an actual safe space for these users? Because again, I think we can talk about some people who are hiding behind a fake persona to really be bad people on the internet. But then there are some people that are hiding because they are scared. So how are we making sure that people on the platform feel safe? Like, are there any specific, you know, different app things that you have in place to make sure that people are actually safe as they're showcasing their true self? Yes. And this is something we do for both Archer and OkCupid. We take safety and security really seriously on all our platforms. And that starts with making it really easy for people to report bad behavior. We do not want to make you jump through multiple hoops if you get a message that makes you feel uncomfortable or you see a photo that you deem offensive. So we and you know we do this through internal resources, but we also have a ton of external resources as well. So we partner with a lot of different nonprofit organizations. One is GLAD. So that's a huge LGBTQ advocacy group that we partnered with for Archer. But another one is RAIN. And for anyone who's unfamiliar with that organization, RAIN stands for Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. And we've worked with that organization for years on the reporting flows on on dating apps and how to make it really easy for people to say, you know, there was an experience that I had that made me uncomfortable or made me feel unsafe and I want you to do something about it. We also are monitoring words that people are adding to their profile. For example, we understand that there are other bigger dating apps, gay dating apps that have been used to either buy drugs or sell drugs. And that's something we won't tolerate. And if we see certain terminology being used, we are automatically banning those profiles. So this is something that's been really core to our our brand since before we even announced or, or launched this app. And what we loved about this opportunity for Archer is that because we built it today, not literally today, more like last <laughs> yeah. um, it allowed us to really take into consideration all the pain points of that people have and have had over the past couple of decades from online dating and make sure that we were course correcting from day one. Yeah, I think that's a really like cool perspective that y'all have is that you know, first of all, you have, you know, seen what it takes to run OkCupid. And so you're bringing all that experience into Archer. But I think since dating apps have kind of become more normalized now, it's we've seen them kind of go into that trend of some of the bad behavior coming out. So we kind of know this is what to look out for. This is what to prevent. And I really appreciate that y'all are taking that proactive action and actually putting in the things in place to help people feel safe on the platform. Because I know that, again, the internet, wild, wild west out there, you know? But I would love to dive into some of your experience as well before we get into like the technology piece. So as someone who obviously has experienced dating as a gay man, what advice would you offer to any individuals who may be struggling with either that self-acceptance piece, so showing up as their true self on this platform, or even just like finding compatible partners within the LGBTQ community? Yeah, absolutely. And this is a great question. I absolutely I love that you asked this. And it's something that many of us deal with years later. So for example, I mentioned this health hub um, earlier in our conversation, and I actually recently wrote a, a blog post that'll be going up this fall or winter before end of year. And it's about how to cope with internalized homophobia, because it is a very real thing. A lot of people outside our community assume you come out and that's the start of your new life. And it very much is, but they also think it's all sunshine and rainbows for the rest of your life. But There is a lot of trauma to deal with when you hide a piece of yourself. 
every single day for however many years it took you you to come out. And I would say for for anyone who's listening, who's maybe a young queer dater or turning to dating apps for the first time, find a space that makes you feel really comfortable and and listen to yourself. When I first um, before I even came out, I realized that you know gay dating apps are probably a great place for me to start meeting other gay men in a discreet way. Since I had not been out, I never really talked to a gay man. And I turned to the options that were really available for me at the time. And the way those apps work, because they allow blank profiles and people hiding behind their abs and their torsos, it was actually really triggering to me because it reinforced the idea that queer love and connection should be secretive and hidden. And that's what I love about archers that we're trying to flip that narrative, flip that experience. I mean, really cater to a new generation who's really celebrating themselves. So I would say really start by finding a platform that you feel really comfortable with and you feel welcomed and, and safe and secure on. And then I would say that and this goes for any dater, no matter how you identify, it's okay to show your truest self. Um, I think a lot of the issues that I see with daters and what they put out there on their dating profiles is that they're trying to portray what they think other people are going to look for. And the problem there is you're going to attract people who aren't looking for what you're really looking for. So the tip and the advice that I give people all the time is be upfront and honest. No matter what it is, you're going to find those people who want similar things, whether that's, you know, it's okay to not want children. It's okay to not want to get married. If that's not for you, that's okay. But so many people feel like they have to conform to these traditional ideas. And then they're attracting people whose values aren't aligned with them, who don't want the same things in life. And it's because we have to be so mindful about what we're putting out there. I'm so happy you brought that up because when I tell you, like, this is something I could talk about forever because I feel like we have these like very specific social norms that everyone buys into, right? So the marriage, the kids, the, the house, the white picket fence, the two dogs or whatever the case is. And we all want like a happy ending. But to your point, that happy ending looks differently for all of us. Like we don't have to all have the same happy ending. I mean, some of us can choose to like not live in a house. We can choose to rent. We can choose to not have kids, like you said. So I really love that you're advocating for people like just putting their, like who you are out there. And I think one thing that can happen too is when you do that, it is a vulnerable thing because you're like, oh my God, well, if someone doesn't like me or if they reject me, they're rejecting me. And it's like, well, no, because at the, well, I mean, yeah, they're rejecting you, but it doesn't mean that anything is wrong with you. It just means that y'all are not a match. And I always like to say that rejection is protection or redirection because if someone is telling you, no, I don't want you, that means that you're one like person closer to your person. I feel like I said that weird, but you, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> like, Totally. And yeah. you, I love that you like brought up rejection because it's something that all of us are going to face. And I know I keep drilling back to our health hub, but I think it is such a great resource. And one of the experts that we worked with, Lamont White, he is a certified dating coach and, and matchmaker for gay and bisexual men in the United States. And his the content that he created for us was offering people tips on how to deal with dating rejection. So again, it just goes to like, we're all experiencing this and we can tackle it together. Yeah. And rejection is always going to be a thing no matter what. Like you can be, you know, you can portray yourself as the most perfect example of whatever you think you should be doing and you will still get someone who rejects you because they're like, no, I want someone who is a little bit more quirky or this or that or whatever. And again, 
just goes back to just put your true self out there because at least then you will attract people who are aligned with you. I would love to know what are some other common mistakes that you have seen people making on these platforms and how can we actually avoid making these mistakes when we're building out our profiles? Yes, I would say one mistake is that people are getting confused with their wish list of people and they are creating filters that are so small and it's giving them a small pool of candidates I'm not saying to disregard everything that's important to you. But what I always recommend is everyone should create their list of their dream person. And then you need to separate that list into two categories. One is your must-haves and the other is your nice-to-haves. For example, I love Taylor Swift. I love Harry Potter. Those are huge things for anyone who has seen me. I have every one of Taylor Swift's albums tattooed on my arm. Oh my God, I I love that. Harry Potter tattoos as well. I do not need a partner who loves Taylor Swift and Harry Potter as much as I do. My boyfriend will join me at the concert or he'll watch a movie with me, but he doesn't love them as much. But where we do align are on my must-haves. I personally must have children. That's something that's really important to me. I happen to be Jewish. He happens to be Catholic religion. More of a nice-to-have, not as important to me. So I think people need to really rethink what their wish list is and figure out What's really the deal breakers for me and figure out how wide of a reach they can actually go for on a dating app and be a little bit more open. Yeah. I feel like that filtering almost comes down to, again, like someone building out the list and wanting to be like, I have to find the perfect person. So they have to be this tall, this race, this whatever. And again, like you're, like you said, mixing up the the nice to haves and the must haves. Cause I think it boils down to values. Cause what you just described to me, the children, like that is such a, a core value, like a core thing to want children. And, you know, whenever I see people like entering partnerships where one person wants and the other person doesn't want, I'm like, well, where is this going? <laughs> because you're eventually going to get to a place where one of you is like, okay, time for the kids. And the other one is like, but wait, like I'm not having kids. Or worse off, I've heard stories where people, have kids when they never wanted them. And it just turns into them resenting their kids, their partner, because, hey, they were pushed into something that they felt they had to do when when really they could have just found a partner that aligned with those things they wanted. Yes. Don't think that you're going to change someone's mind. That's That always makes me really nervous <laughs> yeah. when I hear people say, oh, you know, they don't want kids. But I do think after we get married and a couple of years, they're going to want them. Listen when people tell you what yeah. they want and, and pay attention when they show you who they are. Exactly. Like don't sit there trying to, what is it? You're at that point, you're like looking at the person for the the possible, oh my God, what is that word? Like you're projecting onto them, like who you think they could be, not like who they actually are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also curious about like data backed insights. So specifically one that I was thinking about is like when people are on these apps and they're dating, what specific qualities have you noticed that prospective daters have when they're swiping through profiles? So are people, really like wanting to connect with people on like hobbies, for example? Or is it again, like if someone's stating their long-term goals of their life, is that when you're kind of noticing that people make more of these connections and it leads to long-term relationships? It depends on the platform. So for OkCupid, which we're going to have a lot more data on because it's been around for so much longer, we're seeing work really well for that user base is 
people are aligning on their values and their beliefs. It's a very mission-driven dating app. People are swiping left if you do not support the Black Lives Matter movement. They're swiping left if you don't believe climate change is real. They're swiping left if you're not voting in local elections. So it's it's very mission-driven. For Archer, again, it's newer. We're, you know, we opened in the New York City market to start. We just opened in Los Angeles as well. We're opening up in different cities all around the the country um, over the you know rest of the year. But it is a very different app with a catering to a very different demographic. What we're seeing on Archer so far is that yes, people are treating it like a dating app. They want to have fun. So we're seeing that 66% of our, our users are looking for a hookup. 74% of them want date. Almost 70% of them are looking for a relationship but then there's over 70% that are still looking for friendships. So what's driving people on Archer is the type of community, uh, type of relationship that they are looking for, whether it's platonic, whether it's romantic, whether it's casual or serious. So it really is becoming a blend of a dating app and a social media network. That's so interesting that you talk about those differences because it makes me think on that collective level, like all the apps, I guess you when you really boil it down, I guess they all have like specific missions at least the way they market them, right? So Tinder, you know, typically we know Tinder as the hookup app. I know there are people who have met long-term partners on the app, but when you think Tinder, you think I'm going to look for this certain thing. Or when you think Hinge, I think Hinge is really like marketed itself as the app that's what is it um, meant to be deleted. So you're thinking like, I'm going to look for a long-term partner. However, I will say, you know, I've met some people on Hinge that they think they're looking for that, but they're not looking for that. So it's really interesting how these different apps are kind of catering to different values or different outcomes in a way, or at least they're they're zoning in on those things. Absolutely. You know, I think Tinder for so long had been known for, you know, a lot of casual fun. I will say Tinder for me was that safe space. Tinder is where I found my boyfriend. Tinder, when I used it as a gay dater, felt a lot more meaningful than the gay dating apps out there. And Tinder is where I went on my first date with another gay man. And I just passed nine years with that man. So So definitely try Archer, but definitely try try Tinder as well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that also too highlights, I guess, the, like the subjectivity of like all of these experiences, because at the end of the day, it also, I guess, depends on who you are. And I guess maybe the intention that you have going into the app and then who you happen to come across because yeah, I know people who have met long-term partners on Tinder. So they have that sort of like, oh, like it could be that space whereas there are people who are like, no, I just use it for this. So like, it will never be that space for me. So I guess it really does depend on like, again, your intentionality going into the platform. I would love for us to walk through an exercise now. Okay, let's make the perfect, quote unquote perfect, because nothing's perfect, but (laughs) an amazing dating app profile. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, 
and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop. One scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. Walk us through that process. What does it look like when you are selecting photos, when you are trying to craft a compelling bio, if you're trying to add maybe some questions on your profile for prospective matches to answer, to start that conversation with you? What does that look like? The first step, I will say, because we put so much pressure on ourselves, have fun with it. Invite a couple of friends over, pop open a bottle of wine. Your friends really know you best too. And we ask our friends for advice on everything. Like what caption should we write for this like Instagram post or which photo do you think I should put on my Instagram story or is this TikTok funny enough to share? So I think it makes sense that we should be asking our friends for help with dating profiles as well. The first thing I say is everything on your profile needs to serve a purpose from anything you write into your prompts to the photos that you choose to upload. So with your photos, I know we all love a selfie. Save that for Instagram stories. That's really what it's for. If you follow me on Instagram, I am posting selfies every single day. It's kind of addicting, but not for your dating app profile. Your dating app profile photo should give me something to respond to and show me what you're interested in. So if I were creating a dating app profile today, I would upload a photo of me at the Eras Tour at, po- uh, at Harry Potter World, maybe going for a run in Central Park or taking a photo in SoulCycle. These are all things that mean something to me in my life. And it, it allows people to say, what's your favorite Taylor Swift album or which Harry Potter book was your favorite or who's your favorite soul cycle instructor and do you have any plans to run a marathon like that gets the conversation going really easily and then in regards to what you're writing into your profile you have to make sure that you're being really positive there you know the biggest turnoff is seeing people say swipe left if so instead of and it's all about reframing so instead of focusing on your deal breakers highlight your deal makers I was helping you know one of my friends with their Hinge profile a couple of months ago, and she had responded to a prompt on Hinge that I guess was about their favorite dish or their favorite meal. And she said, she simply wrote in penny a la vodka, which by all means, I'm absolutely obsessed with as well. And I, I looked at her prompt and I said, well, that doesn't give me much to work with. And yeah. a lot of guys need a lot of help. So why don't we just add onto that and you know maybe flip it a little with another question. And instead of writing, 
writing Peniala Vaca say, Peniala Vaca, do you have any recommendations for me in Manhattan? Or where did you get your best Peniala Vaca in the city? And she changed a few words over the next couple of weeks. That became the most responded to prompt on her profile. Because it was something that someone can react to. Wow. I love that. It's an invitation for a conversation, even with like, you know, as you just described the photos, I think that's such like a big and major tip because instead of using your photos as like, let me show them what I look like in these different angles or whatever. It's more about, let me show them what I enjoy doing. Let me show them, you know, what I enjoy reading, whatever the case is. That way it's like a conversation starter. So now instead of having the, you know, how many prompts you have on your profile or, or, you know, bio or whatever it is, now you have pictures that people can be like, oh, I like that. Or, oh, I've read that. Like, let's, let's get into this conversation. So I love that. That's such a good tip. Yeah. And one thing I found out internally, so this is an insider tip that I found fascinating. You should be updating your profile every single month. And before (gasps) anyone freaks out on me and says, I'm not going to do that. That's so much work. It could be as simple as swapping out one of your photos and changing a few words on your prompts. What that's going to do though on the back end is the app is actually going to get a little confused and it's going to see all this activity happening on your profile. And it's going to think, oh, this is a new user. I'll show it to even more people. So it's actually a really helpful tip to help you get more matches, get shown in front of more people. So that's one tip that I always love to give my you know favorite friends. Yeah. And then I guess so like cool. the last the last tip I would give is like again going back to the idea of everything serving a purpose. Like think about what people can respond to. And you know, if you're able to in your prompts, like make lists. So a list could be the books that are on your to be read list or your top songs on Spotify. Again, all of this is going to give something that someone can respond to. It'll it'll spark a conversation. I really like this. These are such good tips. And again, so simple, but I think so easy to implement. And for anyone who's complaining that updating your profile once a month is too much work to that, I'm like, well, and this is for anyone who's looking for a long-term partner. I'm like, you're literally like, it's like needle in a haystack. Like do the best you can to make the haystack less haystacky, <laughs> you know? But that those are amazing tips and I love this. So thank you so much for sharing. I think technology has really reshaped the way that we connect, right? So we have, we've obviously been talking about dating apps this entire conversation. There's like social media that introduces another layer and element to this. But how do you, or how does one balance dating apps, right? And like the technology with more traditional in-person dating methods? Because I, I hear this sometimes from listeners where they're like, I want to try an app or I have tried apps, but they they suck. And so I want to meet someone organically in person, which I think is a beautiful you know, desire to have. But how can we maybe create that balance? Because I do think that dating apps serve a purpose and they can just be like one tool in your toolbox, right? And going to Trader Joe's on Sunday can be another tool. <laughs> so what does that balance look like? Yeah, absolutely. My boyfriend and I talk about this all the time and we joke that if I were single today, I don't know how I would meet people if it were not on a dating app because I'm so busy. I'm running around 24-7 and dating apps are really convenient. And if you're intentional, you are going to be attracting people who are compatible with you. And we are simply the vehicle to get you off the app. We don't want you on the app long. People think that we're trying to trick you to stay on. That doesn't make any sense for us. If you're on our app, if you're on Archer and you're looking for a relationship, we don't want you on for a long time because then you're going to tell your friends, oh, I've been on Archer for three years and I haven't found anyone. That's not great for us. So we 
we want you off the app as quickly as possible. So my recommendation is if you're vibing with someone really well and you're interested, move the conversation off the app sooner rather than later. Get their number. You don't have to go meet up with them 20 minutes after you matched on a on a dating app, but start texting them, maybe FaceTime them, get a feel if this is someone you would want to, you know, dedicate time out of your week to go meet in person. But I do think it's just more realistic to meet someone online these days. And and the data backs that up too. I mean, we're not far off from having a generation born mostly to people who met online, which is just really interesting to think about. That's so wild (laughs) to think about. Yeah, that's actually wild. It just shows like the ever-changing landscape of like the reality that we live in. And it's also really interesting that you point out that, you know, like the apps aren't trying to keep you on there, which at one point, I, I won't even lie to you, that became what I understood. I was like, well, this is how they make money, right? Like if I'm paying for a premium subscription on this app, that's how they're making money. And so they want me to say they're not showing the good people to me. They're keeping all of them behind a paywall, which I think that can be a valid like understanding for someone, especially if they've been on an app for a long time and they haven't really matched with someone. But you know, I always like to bring in the the concept of divine timing because I do believe that is at play as well, that when it's the right time for you, you'll meet someone. So really interesting that you you talk about that as well. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Also with the ever evolving dating landscape, I would love to know if you have any specific predictions for the future of dating, both when it comes to technology and the apps, and then also just like in person in some of the societal shifts, going back to the point you mentioned earlier, where you know we are seeing a generation that is less about the labels and less about the doing things the way it should be done and more about doing things that they feel aligned with? I would say the the biggest trend that I'm expecting over the next year or two is that content is going to play a really big role in how people are dating and building relationships. And it's because Gen Z are content creators. They're digital natives. They actually don't know a world before social media the way millennials do. Most of my high school experience was not spent on social media. I remember needing someone to help me make a Facebook account because I had no idea how to really do it. And now an hour does not go by if I, without me being on Instagram and TikTok and LinkedIn or whatever the platform is. So I think content is going to play a really big role. And that's why we created Archer to be a social first dating app. So content plays a big piece in, in our app and our, our product differentiators. You are able to follow people on Archer. You are going to be able to upload ephemeral content. So think photos and stories by next year, you'll be able to go live. So we'll have live video on the platform as well. There's going to be feeds introduced and other social media-like features. So we really are are leaning into behaviors we're, we're seeing amongst you know Gen Zers. We know that they're, they have a little bit of dating app fatigue. They're still on them. They're still using them. They're not going to go anywhere. But we figured while you're here, why don't we create an experience for you that feels a lot more natural based on where you're spending your time elsewhere. That's so smart. (laughs) Like that is so smart and so cool. Just yeah, I'm like imagining it. And I really like that because it's almost like, again, if you're spending all your time on like Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and you're you're used to like following people, watching content, engaging with someone. I think it's also a really cool way to get to know someone to say if you're like following someone on Archer and they're going live and you can interact and be like, oh, like maybe this person's not my type, but like, hold on a second. Now that I see them going live, 
it's actually kind of cool. Or maybe that person becomes like your best friend or something. So I really love that idea of blending the social with the dating. It's almost like, again, the mimicking of what we grew up with in like the real world, right? You're bringing Mm -hmm. it to the online space because that is what's happening now. So interesting. we're, We're really excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited. Just like hearing about all the futures. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I love this. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. And you you touched on this just now too, talking about the dating app fatigue, which is so real. So mm-hmm. how, like, do you have any specific advice for that if someone is navigating dating apps and they're overwhelmed with either, I guess, the, the abundance of options or, you know, just being on an app if they're used to interacting with people in person and, and maybe trying to do the meet cutes in person? How can someone prevent burnout and maintain that positive mindset as they're going through online dating. Yeah, I always tell people to listen to themselves. And if your body, if your mind is telling you something, do it. So if you're having dating app fatigue, get off the app. Either, you know, pause your profile or just delete it for a couple weeks or a month or whatever feels right to you. Because what happens is people start to get really negative in their experience and you're going to project that negativity onto other people. And that's not fair to anybody involved. So I always say take a break. I take a break with everything that I do. I absolutely love reading. I'm such a like bookaholic and there are weeks, sometimes months, months that go by where I'm not reading a single book, there's other times where I can fly through two, three books a week. So it really ebbs and flows. That goes for my running, my soul cycle. I take breaks when I need it. This past August, 
I took a break from drinking. I was like tired of all the happy hours and decided to be completely sober for the month. So we take all these breaks in our life in general. We should be taking breaks in dating too, because it, it could be exhausting. I'll be the first one to say it's a part-time job. Yes, it really is. <laughs> so I support the taking breaks. I think, you know, that that projection can definitely happen. I've seen it in other profiles. I know it's happened with myself. You almost become quite jaded because you're like, oh my God, like, oh, like I'm not getting what I want from this. And then you start to get really bitter about the process. And it's like, well, that is the last thing you need to help you succeed in the process or help you to, you know, whatever success looks like for you. So I love this idea of taking a break, not just with dating, but everything that you do and kind of coming back to that thing with a refreshed sense of self, a refreshed mindset. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, before we dive into our wrap up, I would love to hear some success stories. So we heard about you and your partner, beautiful ad for Tinder right there. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm going to, but no, that's an amazing success story. But what are some other ones that come to mind that you can share with us? Well, we, we've only been live on Archer for a short period of time, but I will say we just heard our first success story from two people who met at an Archer event <gasps> and have been talking for over a month month now have gone on a couple of dates so that was really exciting to hear i did not expect to hear anything this soon so that was you know it's we've known about archer for so long so to hear other people not only know the brand but experience the the platform and the app and then meet through something related to archer has been really exciting and then obviously there's a ton of okay cupid success stories that we've we've heard over the years um we get emails every single week on my desk at work i have a bunch of wedding invitations we just heard about at literally earlier this week, one of my favorite stories, which is probably my favorite because it's very similar to my own. These two people met on OkCupid and in their email, they let me know that they actually went on two dates on the first day of the meeting. Oh, wow. And that night separately decided to delete the app because Stop. they both something and they're now engaged and they invited us to their wedding so there's there's so many fun stories and i like to reread them and look at the photos that they send because it reminds us why we do what we do every single day that is so beautiful like congrats to them i i actually have one as well so my best friend met her husband on okay cupid literally i remember having a chat with them about this the other day and he was telling me he was like as soon as i like found her on okay cupid like i knew and he was like i was ready to delete the profile immediately and just like <laughs> just like focus on her and i went to boston this past weekend and we actually celebrated their daughter's first birthday so just amazing amazing just yeah like <laughs> i love these success stories i think they're so inspiring they are really good expanders so i you know for anyone who is in the process of dating and perhaps looking for something long term or short term or whatever i think hearing these stories just reminds you that it is possible not just for someone else but also for you and it can happen whether it's on the app or you you bump into that person at tj's it <laughs> is possible let's dive into our wrap-up session um i would love first of all for us to chat about where we can find you online where we can follow you along i will link everything in the show notes as well and then i also want to know what are some things that you are looking forward to manifesting in 2023 i know we, we don't have much left to the year but yeah what are some things you're calling in yeah so you can find archer at archer dating on instagram and tiktok you can find me at michael kpr on instagram as well 
and what I'm manifesting for 2024. So I'm really excited to see where Archer grows. We've already been identifying a couple of cities around the world, which will be really exciting to bring a brand new brand to brand new markets. A lot of B words there. But we're looking at London and Tel Aviv and Madrid and Paris. And I'm just really excited to see not only how this app performs from a business and market perspective, of course, but also the role Archer is going to play in shifting the dating culture for queer men. So I'm really excited to see what what happens there. Yeah, I'm excited as well. I love that you use the words, you're excited to see grow instead of go. It is is going and growing. (laughs) So I love that. Well, thank you so much, Michael, for chatting with me today. This is a very amazing conversation. I learned a lot. I think everyone listening learned a lot as well. And thank you for sharing some of your app tips with us. Definitely know that once I'm back on the apps, I will be implementing these tips. So yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.